0: This is the Elevate Church Podcast. For a list of messages and for all updates about events and more information, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or visit elevate.city. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. So I've been thinking about and thinking about and thinking about. I'm a processor. I'm a, I'm a five on the enneagram. whatever. Whatever that even means, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure all this stuff out. I don't pay too, too much attention to it, but it is fascinating, right? So I'm the investigator. I like to think, I like to investigate, and all that kind of stuff. But, so I've been thinking about what to say tonight, and I really feel like God has given me um, something to share, and it's pretty personal to me, because it's something that I'm walking through myself, It's something that I'm kind of going through the process with the Lord and trying to figure out some things in my own life. And so we're just going to be transparent tonight. Is that okay? Because I truly believe that transparency is the beginning to lasting change. I believe that if you cannot be transparent, then life change is going to be super, super hard for you. So tonight, I'm just going to be transparent. I'm going to be myself, and we're just going to have fun, and we're going to talk about Jesus, and we're going to allow him to just speak to our hearts, because that's what he does best. And anything that I can say tonight is not going to change you. The only thing that will change you is him. It's the only thing. Um, I love conferences. I love going to them. Um, you know, you come for a couple days, you hear some big speakers, but listen, if you walk away from a night with Jesus and you haven't changed and you haven't encountered his presence, it wasn't really worth it. So tonight let's encounter his presence. Okay, let's pray. Jesus, we... (laughs) we very humbly come before you and we know god that you are the one that changes things and we know jesus that your name if we just speak your name it will change hearts if we just speak your name lives will be changed the name of jesus is so powerful and i just sense such a such a holy presence of who you are tonight and in the lives of these women I thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. Thank you for tonight. We're so, so blessed by you, Jesus. Amen. All right, guys. Let's get into it. Uh, If you got your Bible, how many of you guys have an actual physical Bible on you? (laughs) Does anybody really carry like a physical Bible anymore? Look at that. We got two, three, four. Amen. Amen, Jesus. All right. Go ahead and turn in. You're on your phone or in your Bible to Second Timothy chapter one. Verse two, and we're going to start reading there. Um, in Second Timothy, this is, this is Paul. He's writing a letter to Timothy. Imagine that. Um, and Timothy is like a son to Paul. Um, Paul has taken Timothy under his wing. He has said, I'm going to mentor you. I am going to raise you up. I'm going to make you um, an amazing leader for the kingdom of God. And so we're going to talk about Timothy and Paul a lot tonight. Um, Starting in verse two, it says, my beloved son, I pray for a greater release of God's grace, love, and total well-being to flow into your life from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Sorry. You know that I've been called to serve the God of my fathers with a clean conscience. Night and day, I pray constantly for you, building a memorial for you with my prayers. I know that you have wept for me, your spiritual father, and your tears are dear to me. I can't wait to see you again. I'm filled with joy as I think of your strong faith that have been passed down through the family line. It began with your grandmother, Lois, who passed it on to your dear mother, Eunice. What an amazing line of names. I mean, can we just get that? Do we have any Eunices in the room tonight? No? Oh, I'm on a, you know, small chance, but <laughs> it's a cool name. Just saying. Um, it's clear that you too are following in the footsteps of your godly example. So here's Paul talking about Timothy, the one that he's mentoring. And he is saying that Timothy, is giving a picture of Timothy's life. And he's saying, Timothy is this amazing man of God. Like, he's the one that would come in on a Sunday morning and have both hands up in the air, jumping around, speaking in tongues, running. And he's got it all together, and he has a really strong lineage of strong faith in his family, and so Paul is saying all of this, but Paul is noticing something about Timothy. He's like noticing that something is off, you know, when you're you're really good with someone, when you're really close with someone, you can kind of tell a little bit when they're off, like something's going on. So we're going to take it from verse 5. And notice what, we're going to talk about what Paul is noticing. He says, I'm writing to encourage you to fan into a flame and rekindle the fire of the spiritual gift God imparted to you when I laid my hands upon you. For God will never give you a spirit of fear that spirit of fear right there is specifically talking about the fear of man. It's specifically talking about that fear. It's not necessarily a fear of snakes or a fear of the dark. It's the fear of man. That's what Timothy is experiencing in this. But the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power, love, and self-control. Another version says, For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power, love, and self-control. So tonight I want to talk about fear, and I want to talk about timidity, and what it can do to our lives. Because this is something that I've been walking through a lot, to be honest, just to be totally transparent. Um, It's something that I've been walking through. And I have seen this happen in the lives of a lot of people, that when the enemy comes with fear it stops all of the giftings inside of you. Because here's, here's the thing is that when I think about the women in the kingdom of God, when I look out and I see all of these faces, I, something in me just starts like freaking out because I feel like the Holy Spirit is stirring something up in the women in the church. They're stirring something up in us. And he's calling out gifts. He's calling out um, things inside of us that maybe we've been ignoring for a while. And he's saying, Listen, we're living in the end days. Jesus is coming soon. And the Holy Spirit is saying, Listen, women of God in the church, I need you to step out. I need you to be obedient. I need you to have radical obedience. Even if you're afraid. Because the enemy, the only thing that he has against us is to cripple the call that God God has in our lives. He can't take away our salvation necessarily. All he can do is lie to us. All he can do is cause fear in our life. A spirit of timidity where we become so timid and so withdrawn. And Paul is, is noticing this in Timothy and he's saying, listen, Timothy... This isn't who you are. Like I laid my hands upon you and I we stirred up giftings and I'm seeing giftings come out of you. And then all of the sudden, all of the sudden it stopped and it's dormant. And and I know why. And he says, God has not given you a spirit of fear. If it's not from God, who is it from? Right? If it's not from God, who is it from? It's from the enemy. It's from the enemy. And I'm seeing it happen again and again. It's like, God will put a dream in somebody's heart. How many of you guys have a dream in here? You have something inside of you. It doesn't have to be like this, like, five-step plan to save the city of Cincinnati. You know, I mean, it's like... It doesn't need to be something so intense. God will give dreams. Sometimes he gives even daily things for us to do. He calls us into daily tasks. He says, listen, your neighbor down the street, your neighbor down the street needs some love. You need to go love on him. I know you don't want to. I know they freak you out. They're a little weird. But listen, I'm asking you to do that. And so, we, sometimes the enemy will come in, he'll cause fear, and it causes us to shrink back. And it's like, okay, God, I know you're asking me to do this, but I am really afraid. I'm really scared. You're asking me to write a book, Jesus, but listen, I'm really terrified. What if I put myself out there? What if I put myself out there and they all say I'm crazy and stupid and that this is weird and that I don't know how to write properly and that, um, or or you're asking me to write some worship songs and I really feel like I'm supposed to affect a generation with a song. I'm supposed to shake the church with a song, but I am terrified to do it. I'm not doing it. And sometimes we don't even realize what's happening, but we're just scared. And that is from hell. That spirit of fear is from the enemy. And it's trying to rob you. It's trying to paralyze you. So I want you to think for a minute. What is that thing that God is, that's in your heart, that God is saying, listen, I need you to do this. I need you to do this. I need you to do this. He's pretty relentless. It kind of sucks sometimes, I'm just going to say. But he's pretty relentless. It's like, all right, God, I get it. Jessica, I want you to speak. I want you to speak at the women's thing. Hold up, Jesus. (laughs) I sing. I didn't introduce myself. My name is Jessica, by the way. Hey. I lead worship here. (laughs) at the church. Um, It was really nice being out there and just listening. Gosh, beautiful. Um, But Jessica, I need you to speak. Well, wait a second. Jesus, wait a second. I don't know how to put together a message. (laughs) Like, there's a difference between exhorting and worship and then putting together like a full message. It's like, Okay, where do I start? Like, how many verses do you need in a message? Like, do I need to put, like, 15 verses in there because this is just like, (laughs) you know. Um, Do I need to put, like, how many personal stories can I put in there? Do I need to make them laugh? Do they need to laugh at the beginning or the end or in the middle? Like, this is the way my brain works, but... (laughs) But automatically, when the Holy Spirit is calling you to do something, we either justify it away and just say, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow, God, when I'm in a better headspace. I'll, t- I'll do that tomorrow when I feel better about myself, when I have a cuter outfit on, when my hair is actually done. You know, we justify it away because there's a spirit that the enemy is trying to project on us. He's trying to project Fear. He's trying to project intimidation, and he does a pretty good job at it. Because he's really scared that if you get a hold of the call that God has on your life, he's terrified of what you are going to do. He's terrified. But what if, what if we say, listen, I've had enough. That song that you're calling me to write, that person you're calling me to talk to, I'm doing it. Whether I feel like it or not. Whether I feel like it or not. So my story is a little bit like this. Um, I grew up in a Christian home, an amazing home, thank God. And um, I felt a call into ministry really early, probably when I was in like a junior high or so. Um, Actually, I say that, but I know the exact moment. I don't know why I was so like weird about it, but I knew the exact moment that God called me. Um, And... I was, like, so gung-ho for the Lord. Like, you know, just, Jesus, I'm going to change my whole youth group. Like, the worst girls in the world are going to change, and they're going to get saved. And then their boyfriends are going to get saved, and then the boyfriend's brother is going to get saved. You know, I had this, like, whole plan or whatever. Um, but, you know, as you get older, for some reason, we start kind of, like, thinking, oh, that's a little crazy. That's a little insane. I'm going to put that put that dream to the side, you know, because the enemy really starts to attack. Um, But I was really passionate about Jesus. We went into full-time ministry after we got married. And um, for some reason, being in ministry, I think people that minister the gospel are super prone to this spirit of intimidation. I feel like um, I feel like when they open their hearts and they say yes to Jesus, that the enemy is like, just like wanting to bang down the door. Um, and so th- all throughout ministry, I think that this spirit of fear and intimidation really started to attach itself to me. And I didn't really understand it completely, to be honest. I just thought I was a nervous person. I just thought, I'm just an introvert, you know? Um, I just thought like... That this was maybe normal. I don't know. But it was the enemy. And each year as, you know, in ministry and even in church, leaders mess you up and they they say things they shouldn't do and that gets stuck in your spirit and it's like if you don't deal with it then the enemy just starts really, really banging that drum over and over again. And so a spirit of intimidation was really attacking me um, and it was getting pretty intense, like before we started the church. Well, then I think a year after we started the church, is that right, mom? I don't know, three years ago in October, um, I woke up one morning and um, I had extreme vertigo, like the room was just spinning. If you've ever experienced vertigo, it's pretty intense. It's pretty horrible. Um, And I was very dizzy and I sat up in bed, and noticed that on the left, in my left ear, my hearing was completely gone, um, and it was accompanied by intense tinnitus. I know probably a lot of maybe not a lot, but some of you probably deal with tinnitus. It's kind of a common thing um, where you hear a ringing in your ear. Um, Mine is more like if a TV goes like kind of out and it does that fuzzy, like, you know, mine's like that with some like high frequencies over it. It's really pretty. But um, it is, (laughs) it was pretty intense and pretty scary. Uh, My mom and I took authority, obviously, over that right away. Um, And I'm still waiting on my healing. It's coming. In Jesus' name, it's coming. And I know that. I can see it. I can see it happening. So, Um, but after that happened, I started experiencing some really intense anxiety. Um, So much so that like there were some mornings where I really couldn't function very well. I don't know if you've ever been there. But just this crazy fear and this crazy anxiety, and not really wanting to tell anybody about it, it um, it just got really super intense. Um, and it was the worst on Sunday mornings. Go figure. The worst on Sunday mornings when I'm supposed to get up, look pretty put on my best, go to, go to church and sing, <laughs> the anxiety was so strong because the enemy knew exactly what, where I was going and what I was going to be doing and ushering people into the presence of God. But that anxiety started to attack me. And it started to paralyze me. Until one morning, something happened, something shifted. And this was probably, and this was a long journey that, in, that anxiety and um, fear lasted for a while. But one morning I woke up, one Sunday morning, and I remember feeling, I, I wake up, the alarm goes off, and I'm thinking, oh, Jesus, I don't want to get up. Like, God, please, Jesus, what can I do? Like, can Jackie come sing for me today? <laughs> can I call Mel? Mel, come sing for me. <laughs> I was just seriously, it's that bad. You just start thinking. Um, if you've ever dealt with anxiety, you probably understand. Um, but all of these thoughts are going through my mind, and all of a sudden I hear the voice of Jesus and You know, there's very few times where I really just distinctly know that that is his voice. And he says to me, That is not who you are. And it stopped me in my tracks because I didn't completely understand it. I was like, What? What is okay? Say it again. That is not who you are. And it was very authoritative, like he was looking me in the face, pointing his finger, like my mom used to do, and saying, listen, that is not who you are. And from that moment on, something started shifting. Because when God says something, when he has a word for you, it shifts it all. And it only takes one word. It only takes one. So I heard that, and I was like, "Jesus, okay, I see this." So, I, are there are the ladies ready, Marissa? If you have a little thing, I was gonna create like really cute T-shirts for them to wear, but then I didn't. <laughs> so we've got little paper. Look, this looks really weird, but you're gonna get the concept. <laughs> Sierra's got joy. Okay, come on up here. Oh, yeah, you can. No, right here's perfect, actually. I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Nothing a little duct tape and paper can't do. So, this is what the Lord gave me. I was just praying about it, and the Lord gave me this, and maybe it'll help somebody. I really like pictures in my brain. So, the Lord showed me listen, when you were born again, You are a new creation, right? Amen? Second Corinthians 5, 17 says, Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new person. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. So when you're in Christ everything is fresh and new. How cool is that? Everything is fresh and new. And here comes the enemy with his big mouth, and he says, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, you're a new creation. You don't belong to depression anymore. You don't belong to anxiety. You don't belong to fear anymore. But listen, I am going to make this extremely hard for you. And so what do we do? We start owning the feelings that come. When we feel anxiety, we're like, yep, that's me. When we feel depressed, yep, that's me. When we feel scared, yep, I'm scared. I'm an anxious person. So the Lord showed me that this is intimidation. See, intimidation. (laughs) I really needed like a front to help. (laughs) So he showed me that this is who I am. I'm bold. I am bold. That's what God, that's what he gave me. If you know Jesus, you're bold, If you know Jesus, you have joy. If you know Jesus, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you and he has made you a bold, joyful, wonderful person. That is who you are. But intimidation comes and it it covers you up, right? But this intimidation is all a facade. It's not even real. It's not even who you are. It's just covering it up. And listen, it's stealing, it's stealing the call of God on your life if you allow it to stay. But it's not even who you are, it's a shift of perspective. When your perspective is right, You will live in freedom, but we have to, listen, every day it's this thing where we wake up and we're like, God, listen, my perspective of myself is going to be spot on today because you did not die. You did not pay a huge price for me to believe a facade, for me to believe that I am gonna be covered in intimidation and fear, robbing me, robbing me of who I really am. It's a lie. It's fake. It's just fake. Yet we go around and we own it. Like, oh, God, I'm so depressed. Jesus, my life is so hard. I just suck at everything. I'm just tired all the time, God. I have no joy. You do have joy. You do. It's who you are. The old things are gone. They're gone. And behold, you are made new through Jesus Christ. And that is who you are. That's who you are. So pay attention to what he's telling you throughout the day. Going throughout the day and being like, you know, wait a second. Cause a lot of times this is what'll happen. I'll wake up and I'm like, I am so happy today, like I am thrilled about today. Then something happens, like a challenge, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm so, I can't do anything right, and I'm so, you know, I'm just a horrible person, and it's just not who, that's not who you are. So taking on that lie from the enemy is just fake. It's fake news. That's what it is. So we have to believe that this is who we are. We have to wake up and we have to say, okay, Jesus, I have a sound mind. I might feel a little wonky and a little crazy, but look, I have a sound mind because that is who you've made me to be. I have a sound mind because you paid the price to give me a sound mind. And so I'm going to worship you and I'm going to praise you until my mind has come into alignment with the word of God. Because he has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. And so I'm calling you out, enemy. I'm calling you out, you're a fake. You're a liar, you're fake, and you're trying to paralyze me right now. And I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. So there was that shift in perspective for me like oh wait a second like i'm i'm really okay like i'm good like i don't have to live a miserable life like i'm i'm really good i don't have to listen to the lies of the enemy i don't have to allow him to paralyze me anymore like i'm good i'm solid because of the blood of jesus Thanks, girls. Oh, my gosh. Jackie, you want this? You can wear it for us tonight if you want. You guys can have a seat. Thank you so much. But it just helps me to kind of to think about pictures like that. So the next time that you're dealing with something that the enemy's trying to throw at you, just remember it's fake news. It's not real. And I'm not discrediting this. Listen, we all go through stuff. And we all go through really, really hard times. And it feels extremely painful. And it doesn't feel good. But remembering and knowing who you are at the core of you that Jesus Christ did will bring you through anything it will bring you through absolutely anything. So if you're walking through something tonight and you're like, you know what? I hear what you're saying, but I'm really far from Jesus right now. And and life really hurts. And I'm walking through some stuff. Or maybe you're super close to Jesus and you're walking through some stuff. That's just life. Life happens. I get it. We live in a fallen world. And we have an enemy that's extremely, extremely mean. (laughs) He's just mean. But he does not determine your future. He is not the final word. Jesus is. So determining in your mind that God, you know what? Every single morning I'm going to wake up. And I'm going to make the decision that I'm going to stand strong with who I know you have created me to be. The price that you paid will not go in vain today. And I'm going to, like, muster up all my strength. And even when I don't feel like it, because feelings, we know, feelings come and go. And even when I don't feel like it, I am going to choose to live in a way that will honor you. And I'm not going to look at the fake stuff that the enemy's trying to throw at me right now. And I'm going to step into the call that you have. Whatever you are asking me to do, I'm going to be obedient and I'm going to do it. Listen, when you step out, it's super, super scary. When you step out, it's going to hurt a little bit. But here's the deal. He will take over. He will give you the strength to do it. You just have to step. Because he, listen, you have to cooperate with him. If you don't cooperate with him, his hands are kind of tied. I mean, he's God. He can do whatever he wants to do. But he wants to use you. He wants to use you. And... If we can get a hold of this, that, listen, this fear and this insecurity and all of this stuff that I'm feeling and sensing, because God, the closer that you get to Jesus, the more he's going to be asking you to do stuff because he needs you in these last days. He needs us, the women of God, to get a hold of the truth and to move forward. We've got to do this. He needs us. He wants to use us, and he's madly, madly in love with each and every one of you. You're not too far gone. I keep feeling like some of you are thinking, I'm too far gone. He's, he's not going to use me. The plans, the plans that he had for me, they're gone. But that's not what my Bible says. And I want to say that the plans of God are never voided. You're not that powerful. Sorry. His plan keeps going and going and going and going. And as soon as you start cooperating with Jesus, he's going to throw you into the flow and it's going to be amazing because he's faithful and he's gracious and he's good. So let's believe what the word says. Let's believe what he says about us and stop listening to that fake news. It's a facade. doesn't, it's, doesn't affect me. Nope, not doing it, not doing it anymore. I'm stepping into this stuff, and I'm going to do it with boldness. Worship team, you can go ahead and come on up. So I was just writing out my notes for um, tonight, and sensing and feeling just what Jesus is doing. And he started kind of speaking things to me. And he's like, I want you to speak this over the women. And so I'm going to, I'm going to declare some stuff over you. And, um, and I want you to receive it for yourself. I want you to kind of grab it and receive it. And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to sing tremble again. Jackie's going to lead us. Um, and I'll just say this real quick and I know she hates this she hates it she's like I know this is coming so just say it Um, so Jackie's dealing with some stuff she's dealing with some stuff and I don't need to go into any details or anything like that but listen when she sings (laughs) the presence of God is like This is like whooshes all over the room. Is that even a word? It just whooshes all over the room because she possesses something inside of her that needs to come out. And she has said, I'll do it. Even if I'm scared, I'm going to do it. Even if I'm hurting, I'm going to do it. I'm going to step out and be obedient to the call that God has on my life. There's such power in that. There's so much power in that. So she sings this. I just want you guys, did this just die? Oh, I just want you guys to really pay attention to the anointing in the room because it's powerful. And if you have something in your life that needs to be broken off or you have something in your life that you're like, God, I'm ready to step in all the way. No more fear, no more intimidation from the enemy. I'm ready to step in to the call that you have on my life. I want you to receive that. And I want you to hear Jesus tonight because he is calling you. It's not about me. It's not about Pastor Jeff. It's not about the worship team. It is about you. And he wants you to step out So that's what we're going to do tonight. I'm going to first read this stuff um, that I felt like God gave me, okay? So if you need to close your eyes or whatever, I want you to receive it for yourself. I want you to open up your heart and hear from the Holy Spirit and just be like, Jesus, listen, there's no better place than in in your hands. There's no better place than in your hands, Jesus. So I surrender everything. I give it all to you but just receive these words, okay? I am forgiven. There is no shame or condemnation in me. I am bold and I step out in obedience right away when God asks me to. I am full of confidence. I may not be perfect, but I know who I am in Jesus and that's all that matters. I am not a procrastinator I do not dread things I embrace when I feel challenged because I know it's growing me and making me into who I need to be I have no fear I cannot control the future but I know who holds my future I am full of love I do not judge others. Instead, I see them through the eyes of Jesus. I'm full of wisdom. When a decision needs to be made, I know the Holy Spirit will show me exactly what to do. I am full of peace. I am full of peace. Some of you need to hear that. Some of you need to hear that. I am full of peace. Peace. That's who I am. I am peaceful. My mind is sound and peaceful. My mind is sound and peaceful. I am full of power to accomplish everything He asks me to do today. I am worth more than the finest jewels. I am made in the exact image of the creator of the universe. He is my creator and my father, and he is crazy about me. I am stable emotionally. I am not led by my emotions, but I am led by the word of God, which is the absolute truth. I speak the truth, and I am unashamed of the gospel of Jesus. Do not doubt. If he said he will do it, I stand in faith because I trust him. Jesus, we belong to you. You can go ahead and stand tonight. We belong to you, Jesus. All of our hearts, all of our souls, our strength, everything, Jesus, we belong to you tonight we draw a line in the sand we draw a line in the sand jesus it's definite it's done a line in the sand we're not going back we're not turning around we are not fearful women we are not women that hold on to timidity we are not women that operate out of fear but we operate out of the spirit of god that is calling us to new Are filled with joy because you've called us Jesus. We are filled with peace because we believe your word and we know that you are true and that you are faithful to your word. So we are filled with peace and we refuse to live another day under the lie and the fake news of the enemy it's not happening any longer in jesus name i command that over each and every woman in this place i speak that over their lives that this is not happening anymore there's a dream in your heart for a reason it doesn't have to be some ministry goal either just hear that it doesn't have to be ministry related he needs people in the workplace that are going to listen to his voice and obey him so whatever. He's asked you to start a business, start that business. Do it. Take that step of faith and he will use you in ways that you will never even imagine. We choose to be women with a sound mind. We choose to be women that operate out of love and power because that's who you've created us to be. You have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And so tonight we choose to step into that. To not yield to the things that we feel in the moment, but to know that truth prevails, always. Come on, if you're in agreement with that, just lift your hands all over this place. Just start receiving that. And I want you to do this. I want you to hear from Jesus. I want you to say, hey God, that, what is that thing that you're asking me to do that I'm scared to do because I'm going to do it what's that thing you're asking me to do maybe he's asking you to give up something in your life and you've refused to do it maybe it's a relationship maybe it's some kind of sin pattern or something that he's saying hey listen I need you to get this right with me because I want to use you to use you I need you to listen I need you to spend time with me maybe he's been saying listen I want you to spend time with me just 20 minutes a day listening to what I have to say just 20 minutes a day listening so that I can show you where to step out so I can show you what to do what is the Holy Spirit speaking to you what is he telling you to do will never ever ever let you fail he will not let you fall so stop being afraid that he's not big enough to handle your issues stop being afraid that he's not big enough to handle your dreams where did that lie come from who told you that it wasn't God listen to the Holy Spirit what is he saying he's saying thanks for listening to Elevate Church Podcast we'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday nights check out our Facebook Instagram or website at elevate.city for more information